this is Jenna, psychotherapist and owner at Illuminate My Life Counseling. Today I got the chance to interview with a nurse working in long-term care in regards to mental health in her residence. She also discusses some of the impacts COVID has had on the elderly and some suggestions that could be helpful for the residents. I also got the chance to speak with a 70-year-old woman in regards to how the COVID pandemic has affected her. I'm going to start out by introducing Candy. Candy, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm a registered nurse. I've been a nurse since 1992. I've done hospital nursing, home health care, and school, and now I'm doing long-term care facility nursing. Okay. What's been your favorite part of nursing so far? The long-term care. Okay. What do you enjoy about long-term care? I love the residents. They're the coolest people. The elderly are so much fun to talk to and work with and learn from. They really are. I liked long-term care, too. Okay. Okay. Very cool. So you like working in long-term care. How long have you worked in long-term care? I just started in May. Okay. Have you worked in long-term care previously or with the elderly in any capacity? In the hospital I did, in home health care I did, and prior to becoming a nurse, I was a certified nurse's aide, and I worked in a nursing facility at that time. Okay, so it sounds like you have a lot of experience working with the elderly. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right, so you started working with the elderly in May, so this is actually right in the year that this whole COVID thing is going down. So how has right. that been for you so far? It's very frustrating. The elderly okay. in nursing facilities have a lot of dementia and memory issues and that leads to a lot of anxiety and depression and the COVID thing has made that increasingly worse. Yeah I can't even imagine the confusion going on there right now. It's terrible. They want to see their loved ones and it's got to be more than through a window visit. For sure. What are the restrictions right now in long-term care? No visitors are allowed in. They can visit outside the window of the residence room but you can't open the window. Okay all right. How has that affected the clients or the elderly? They're struggling. They okay. really want to have a connection with their family. They're missing their family. It's almost as if they haven't seen them in all this time. Okay. That, that's very sad. Okay. Have you that's seen kind of an increase in depressive symptoms since you've been there? Very much so, yes. Okay. Has that been the restriction since the beginning of the whole COVID lockdown? Yes. Okay. Has anything changed in that or anything become more lenient, anything like that? Well, most recently, the restrictions have lightened up a little bit so that they can set up an appointment with family to have a visit. Okay. And it has to be outside, but they can't touch, they can't hug, they can't share food. They have to stay six feet apart, and they have to wear masks. Okay. That sounds very difficult. It is very difficult. Our residents are, some of them, so confused that they don't understand the mask part. They oh, want to sure. hug their loved ones. Okay. And they struggle. It, it's nice that they get to see their family, but it's not the same thing. Okay. What, what are some of the things that you as a nurse and the other staff at the facility have been doing to try to ease that for clients? Try to inc- engage them, include them, ask them about themselves and their history, um, provide activities for them to do, be upbeat in our care. Okay. All right. What have you seen with the anxiety of just the general elderly in the facility? Let's say outside of dementia. Anxiety is very high. They all have, to some degree, anxiety, and a lot of anxiety medications are needed to control symptoms. Okay. What would your recommendations be for the elderly's family? I think if family can stay engaged with their loved ones and come visit when they're able to and um 
call them on the phone even just to keep in contact and keep reminding them that they're there and that they love them. Okay. So they do do they do a lot of phone calls and video sort of chats, anything like that? Certain residents do. Like okay. they get daily phone calls or a couple times a day to say good morning, to say good night, but some get none okay. whatsoever. That's sad. Is there any sort of thing set up for those that don't have anybody that's coming in or talking to them or anything like that? Just to have them work with the activities coordinator and find activities to help them to stay mentally alert. Okay. It sounds like you've had some fun as a nurse at the facility so far. What are some things that you get to do to kind of engage the clients? Oh, we have weeks where we'll have a daily dress up. So you can wear a different costume or different clothing and we have a little ice cream truck that goes around with plays the ice cream truck song in the hallways and we can hand out ice cream and okay. cookies and coffee and they get to play bingo so we get to help them with that and um, just as many activities as we can to okay. keep them from getting bored. It sounds like pretty exciting stuff. I think I'd like to see an ice cream truck. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. Um Is there anything else that you feel like people just in general should know about the elderly that are kind of stuck in long-term care right now? When we're able to, it's nice to have volunteers that come in and spend time with the elderly that don't have family locally or able to visit them. And they really enjoy donated things. We had a lady donate a couple of um, lap Afghans the other day and the residents are just thrilled. It's like Christmas. Okay, that's awesome. So like blankets, would you say like slippers, like comfort stuff pretty much? Yes. Okay. Fuzzy blankets are very high demand. Okay, very nice. So how would you go about being a volunteer in long-term care? Well, once the COVID thing is over with, you'd have to speak to our administrator and you'd have to pass a background check and go through all the hoops that the state requires. Okay. Is the volunteer and signing up for being a volunteer, is that kind of on hold right now with the whole COVID thing? It is, yeah. We don't have any volunteers that are allowed in. The only ones that are allowed in are medical professionals or our hospice workers. Okay, okay. So biggest thing is once everything opens back up and people are able to get back in to see the elderly, then volunteers would be probably the greatest thing. If there's not family, volunteers would be the next best thing. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to talk to me today. I really appreciate it, and I think that gave people a lot of information on what it's like kind of being in long-term care right now. So, I hope so. You're welcome. All right, next we're here to interview Becky. Becky is an elder that is currently living during the COVID pandemic. So we're just going to ask Becky a couple questions today. Uh, Becky, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm 70 years old, and I've always lived in Kingsley area. I'm just a normal person. <laughs> All right. Well, what are some of the careers that you've had in the past? Oh, I've done a lot of foster care work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at the school for a number of years and retired from there. Okay. What What age students did you work with at the school? Um, mostly little. Uh, kindergarten, first grade reading and the other um children i worked with had autism autism okay and they were a little harder okay <laughs> how many kids did you work with that had autism four 
for. So you know a little bit about kind of mental health when it comes to autism then. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You learn a lot from kids. Okay. What's the longest period of time that you worked with one kid in the elementary school? And you don't have to name any names. I started with a little girl in the second grade and we went all the way through the sixth grade. Okay. So. So that's a few years. All right. All right. What is there anything specific that you kind of learned from her over time? Um, well, I learned all of her tricks and all of her wants. And, okay. And we had long conversations sometimes about everything. Okay. Okay. Very cool. All right. So when did you retire from the school? Um, two years ago. Two years ago? Okay. So around 68 years old? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Very cool. All right. And then when, how old were you when you did foster care? Well, when I did foster care, it was a lot younger. I was probably in my 40s. Okay. And we had, we've had a total of 40 foster children. Okay. That's a lot of kids. A lot of them were just like um, emergency care, and they only okay. stay overnight sometimes. And okay, okay. So because you're 70 years old, this whole pandemic thing that's been going on since, what, February, March, how has that been affecting you? Well, I already was kind of bored from retiring, and it's, okay. it's mm-hmm. made it a lot harder to have to just stay home, wear a mask, Mm-hmm. I'm not good at talking through the okay. mask. I uh-huh. have to repeat myself a lot. Okay, that could be annoying. <laughs> and okay. I don't know. It it's been just in the in the money situation has been all right, but finding the the necessities mm-hmm. has been really hard. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. You said prior to all this, you were already bored from being retired. So having really everything closed down for a while there, how did that affect you? Oh, it was, well, fortunately, I have a good husband. And it was the two of us. And you know how two people can get on each other's nerves shut in one place. I hear it all the time. So it, it was touchy at times, but we made it. Okay. Do you feel like anybody that has to live together and aren't able to go anywhere is going to kind of butt heads a little bit? Oh, yes. <laughs> no matter how long they get or how well they get along? Yeah, it oh, really yeah. doesn't matter. They're still going to get on each other's nerves. Okay, for <laughs> sure, for sure. All right. So with all the isolation to your home, how has any like signs of symptom signs and symptoms of depression or anxiety anything like that been? Well, I'm the one that gets depressed. I, my husband doesn't usually get depressed. He's got a different personality <laughs> than mm-hmm. I do. But, yeah, I got pretty depressed a couple of times and didn't even want to get out of bed. Okay. All right. So, so that can't be too good of a feeling then. Nah. All right. Well, what what's some advice that you might have for other elders that are kind of going through similar things with this whole pandemic? Well, if you have a hobby... You know, do that as much as you can. Okay. If you read a lot, do a lot of reading. That's mostly what I do. Okay. 
Reading's a good distraction. Okay. And, you know, like, uh, we did a lot of, cr- of puzzles. Mm-hmm. A lot of jigsaw puzzles. Okay. Keeping the mind sharp. That's good. And we... We had longer talks than we ever have okay. in a long time. All right. Would you say that's a positive or a negative, having those longer talks, actually communicating? Mostly it was good. Okay, it, it's it good. Was, we, we learned a few things that we had been wondering about okay. <laughs> all these years. Okay. So. so that's cool. So you still continue to learn about each other after how many years have you been married? We've been married... 46 years. Okay, so a good long time, and you're still learning things about each other. Yep, right. we are. That's really, really cool. Okay. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. We super appreciate that. No problem. As a mental health professional, it has been important to be aware of the impacts the COVID pandemic has had on people, but it's also important for the community to know a little about the impact it has had on our elderly. From not being able to have visitors in long-term care to the isolation of the elderly in the community facing the pandemic head-on, these impacts can and have greatly affected our elderly mentally. Not only are our elderly suffering the normal losses and grief of getting older, but they are now suffering the loss of general communication with their still-living family and friends. Because we're talking about the elder population today, I figure I'm going to find a quote that relates to that topic. So our quote of the day is, from the mouths of our elders comes a fountain of wisdom. We appreciate both Candy and Becky taking some time out of their day to answer some questions today. We also appreciate our audience taking the time to listen. If you have any comments or feedback, we would love to hear it. Definitely try out our sandwiching of comments when leaving us feedback. You can find more on sandwiching of comments in our first episode. For more episodes, please feel free to follow our podcast called Illuminate Mental Health. Thank you.